Hello, and welcome to the Teenagers in America podcast. I am your host, Aiden, joined by co-hosts Reagan and John. And uh, today we are back for our final episode in our in this uh, season that we've been doing on the gospel. Um, this has been a pretty good season so far. I think we can all agree. Um, it's been very helpful to kind of reiterate and go over the gospel itself. And uh, ultimately what we claim to uh, believe as Christians, and we, what we have put our faith and trust in as uh, believers. And I think that... Um, yeah, it's been really nice to, to go over all these topics and to be able to discuss everything, not just the gospel itself, but everything that we have in this in this podcast. It's been a blessing to do this. So um, this will be our final episode, like I said earlier, uh, on this season. And today we are going to kind of touch on the different views of the gospel, the different versions, I guess you could say, of the gospel that are uh, is presented in our culture very often that isn't very accurate uh, biblically, and it isn't... Um, the biblical gospel that we see um, presented in Scripture, and so we, don't, we really want to touch on that because it, I think it's very vital to to touch on um, these false views of the gospel or um, kind of uh, the, the different errors that you see. Because the reality is, the gospel is the the core of Christianity, and if it's not understood, then people will not be saved. And uh, so, um, it's very important to understand the gospel fully and understand everything about it and um, i think that uh so just kind of start us off uh, some of the things that we kind of hear in our culture often when we talk about the gospel is uh the gospel that's given is if you accept jesus into your heart you will be saved or if you pray this prayer um then you will be saved and, and things like that those are the kind of um things that are talked about that are presented to people um most often and they're they're not even really found in Scripture. You don't see those things when the gospel has been given in Scripture. You don't see uh, it, it saying, just accept them in your heart and you'll be saved, or pray this prayer and then repeat after me and you'll be saved. Not that those things can't save someone, but I think that it's very, it's it, you're pushing it um, because it, there's very, it's, it's very vague itself when you say that stuff. So um, that's kind of a little bit of an introduction. Um, so yeah, I pass on to whoever wants to talk first. Uh, yeah, so kind of just going off of what you said, um, the kind of accept, accept Jesus into your heart, kind of um, pray this prayer and you'll be saved. Um, as you said, they're not necessarily found in the Bible. They're kind of things that Christians have adapted to saying over um, the course of time and over church history um, and saying those things. I think the thing that kind of makes them the most kind of um, kind of deceiving to me is kind of how it's not like we're not you haven't given them enough of like what actually you have to do because um the bible says you have to believe in christ with your heart and confess with your mouth and there's also having to do you have to also engage and show fruit as a christian and put your faith in action things like that so it's kind of like you said it's kind of vague and it doesn't give the whole picture or story for the person that you're saying to and i understand kind of the the way that people want to kind of make it simple so that people can do it quickly, I guess. But um, we want to make sure that we're defining it the right way and not presenting it too weekly um, for people um, on Sundays or just when you're having a conversation with somebody. Right, and I, I think it's it's interesting because um, when, when you really think about the way that the gospel is presented today, um, it, it's very watered down. And I think in many cases sin is very rarely touched on and if it is it's just for a brief moment 
because I, I think often we, we really don't like to, to push people's buttons. We don't like to present something that will cause people to dislike us or dislike our message. And, and that's not, as we touched on many, many times before, that's not the goal. Uh, the goal isn't to, to get people to like us because the reality is the truth will be hated. It will be disliked. And so it's important to present the full entire truth, no matter how, um, no matter how, uh, bad it sounds because if it's the truth that's what matters and as reagan and john and i have all said many times it is much more loving to give the, the full truth than it is to water it down so that we get more praise for saying something that people love to hear um so uh, it's just it, it's very it can be very deceiving as well when, when you give something that isn't fully accurate because then you've led people to believe something that's not entirely true and so they think they're saved and either when they really may not be because of what you've um, given them as the gospel. So, Yeah, and another piece of it kind of that we talked about even before you started recording, the accepting Jesus in your heart makes it sound a lot like you're doing it, a lot of the work. That's one of the things that we were talking about um, before we started this. And as we've talked about kind of in the prior episodes on this season, how it's not our, it's not that we did anything really. It's that God chose you and then um, opened your eyes at his time. And at that point, we kind of have no point but to just give in to that because we've seen what the truth is. And it's really not that we've been doing it based on our own power. So that's kind of one thing that we talked about how it is a little vague and we want to make sure that we're conveying that. It's actually God doing it. God picked you. It's through grace that you're saved, not through your works. And um, I think that that's, that can be even more comforting to a person than the fact that we've done something because if we did something to do it then we're going to have to constantly be working and working and working to achieve salvation but that's not what salvation is like salvation is god refining us and yes you have to do like put your faith in action and things but it's a different kind of work than like toiling to make sure that you get to go to heaven yeah um i think uh, it's an important thing that you guys have been saying um it's not our doing uh, in salvation when you if you get saved uh, it's God opening your eyes uh, to him um, so that you can be saved there's certain people that God won't save but there's people that he will uh, and during their life and uh, you just got to be looking for when it does that um, but that's that piece that's the piece that God does and we do very little and then there's the other piece which is when you get the Holy Spirit after you get saved you uh you have to um, you do the Ten Commandments. You have to read the Bible. You have to pray. You have to do the things you need to do to make your relationship with uh, grow because that's where the fruit comes out of. And there will be certain Christians, uh, the Bible says, that are uh, people that uh, get to heaven but don't, don't do a whole lot. Do a, uh, do a whole lot. Uh, and um, so it's important to not only become a Christian but to live it out every day. And uh, with the watered-down kind of gospel message, um, I feel like it's we're we're trying to make it seem like we do too much. It's pray this prayer or um, accept him, and when it's really God will open your eyes, and then you have to believe it with your um, with your heart that He's Lord, and confess it with your mouth. And when you do those things, you'll be saved. And uh, I think that's an important thing to remember. Uh, that it's not us, but it's God, and uh, he'll be working and perfecting our faith as we go through life. And part of the way you do that is to, uh, reading the Bible 
and praying and um, fellowshipping with other believers. Um, but yeah, um, I feel like if you water down the gospel too much, like Aiden was saying, um, you could be leading people down the wrong uh, path. Um, we're taking like bits and pieces of all of what the Bible says about salvation, but we're not putting it all together. We're giving you little tiny bits of each thing. And when someone gets saved, you need to warn them about what that means. Not only accept Christ and all your troubles will go away, when in reality, a lot of them do, but it's still a different world of uh, like kind of issues that you deal with. Uh, as a non-believer, you have to deal with uh, what going against God, but with as a uh, Christian, you go with God, but then there's all the people in the world that kind of conflict you and kind of try to stop you. Uh, so I feel like if you give the whole message, you're uh, not like leading them the wrong path, and you're not deceiving them into thinking that it'll be easier than it really will be. And um, you got to make sure that you're giving them the full message so that well, they're accepting Christ to the fullest extent and the way they need to do it, because that's the way the Bible uh, tells us to do it. Right. And, um, you know, touching on other areas, which I really like what you just said, John, that was really good. Um, I think that when you, in a lot of day, a lot of times in our modern day culture and our in modern day Christianity, um, the gospel has become more about the works of men. And like we've kind of touched on this already, is it, it becomes about what you do. You know, you do this, you do that, you pray the prayer, you accept him into your heart, you let him be the Lord of your life, when people say that when they attach it to the idea of the gospel, the glory for the, uh, um, that God ultimately deserves for salvation gets put on us because then we do this, we do that. You know, it's as if God is like I've heard people say, you know, Jesus at the door knocking. You know, like they, there's actually the verse that they they take that out of context and they act as if that's salvation that He's at the door knocking, and you have to let Him in and stuff, and that's. It's just the, the idea that it's you have this huge role in salvation and um, that's not biblical. And I, I think the main thing that should concern us the most as believers is that statements like accept Jesus into your heart and you'll be saved or pray this prayer and you'll be saved is not in Scripture. And that is what should lead us away from saying that stuff the most because if that is not in Scripture, then why are we saying it? Why are we repeating it? You know, why are we presenting it to people as if it is the gospel when it's really not? And I'm not saying that there's no there's no acceptance in the gospel itself, because there is. When you are saved, you're embracing the truth, um, you're accepting it. But it's not as if, you know, um, it's just it, it it becomes more like I said about you and what you do, and that you do this, and it becomes more of a selfish kind of idea than really the glory that all deserves to go to God uh, for salvation. And um, it just it becomes very vague, and it can lead people to uh, believe that they are saved when they're really not. Because if you tell someone just accept them into your heart, then everyone just thinks, okay, well I've done that, and that's it, you know. And then they think they're saved. Or, and I think also another thing is it's tradition. And I, you know, I touched on before we started this podcast was uh, the tradition is a huge. I think can be a really big problem in the church, because when you pass on a tradition down many generations, and it's not touched on, it's not really. Um, you know, like, is this a problem? Is it not? You know, and people, is this gospel really the gospel of that we see in Scripture? And if it's not touched on, if it's just a pattern that everyone says because it's it's been passed down generations, then no one sees it as a big deal. No one sees the flaws in it. And so then you end up 
repeating it and you have to make sure that you're, that if you're going to hold to traditions that they're actually biblical and um and i think that we see that problems with traditions in our in the church today not all but i do think we do see some so yeah and i think as we've kind of talked about um throughout the course of this season it really comes down to the gospel message really comes down to um the fact that we're sinners and god did a bunch of amazing things to save us for no reason of our own but because he wanted to have a relationship with us and um touching on like you said with the traditions thing i think um what you said is exactly right traditions can um i think generally rituals and things like that can be detrimental and especially if we don't consider what the tradition is before following it and we make sure that we need to make sure that we examine things um that get passed down um when we decide to take them on for ourselves we need to examine them make sure that they were correct and um before we start employing them and using them as tactics um so yeah yeah um i think um that uh it's important to uh, uh, Rain kind of hinted this, um, but it's important to uh, he uh, as Rain said uh, to look at what the Bible says before we make it as a fact. Because uh, if you're gonna say this is what the Bible says, and if you're in a high position such as a pastor or uh, something with a platform, uh, you gotta make sure what you're saying lines up with the Scripture, and because um, people will follow that way because. It's just um, with type, with uh, Christians and just people in general, uh, we tend to follow what a lot of people follow. And uh, that's part of the reason why Christianity is so hard because everyone's going one way and we're trying to go the opposite. But um, you got to make sure when someone says something, don't just uh, believe it. Because in like this situation, it's partly true but partly not true. And if you don't do your own research, you could fall into the same trap and either compromise your salvation where you could never be really saved because you're not really believing the right uh, things because of what uh, you heard, or you kind of fake yourself out by thinking, which is kind of the same thing as what I just said. But And um, I think it's important um, just to do your own research on what you hear uh, um, as far as Scripture goes and to make sure Oh, that lines up with the Bible, that doesn't. So that way you can make your own opinion on it because um, you know what you're doing with, uh, with your own research. And um, and then um, if you have a question about something, you can always talk to uh, believers that you trust and also know the Bible and also and uh, go into it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's something that we've even kind of touched on before. Like, even with our podcast, you should definitely be going and doing your own research because... No human yeah. should be your source of knowledge for um, biblical things. Um, doing your own research and making sure that things are right um, based on prayer and things like that for yourself, you need to also be doing that, like John said. Yeah, and I, I think that John made a very vital point that um, it, it is very key to do your own research because the reality is the biggest problem in our one of the biggest problems in Christianity today is. Uh, just like with, with the false teaching that we see that's r- running rampant in our culture, it's everywhere. False teaching is everywhere. The prosperity gospel that, you know, God wants you to, to succeed, that he wants you to, to be, you know, rich and all this stuff and all these blessings and stuff that everyone talks about. It's all about, really, 
um, you and what you gain and everything. But um, the reality is you see the lack of, of study of Scripture. Because if you study Scripture, you'll see that Scripture warns about this stuff, that warns about false teachers and, you know, and, and uh, you know, having idols and things like that. And when you uplift what you benefit from everything and you – it no longer becomes about God. It no longer becomes about the cross. It becomes about what you can achieve in life. And that's what so many prosperity gospel uh, teachers or preachers uh, present today. And, and But everyone just takes – uh, their words for for granted. It's just like okay, well they said it, it's true. You know they're really popular. They said it, it's true, but they don't do their own research. They don't really read the Bible, or they're just so blind to it that they don't see the problem with it. And so it's very key to really do your research, understand, because so many people that that the, you know present the gospel in the ways that we've been talking about. If you go to scripture and you read it, you will see where the gospel was presented that it's not like that. That's not how it's presented in scripture. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think it's it's just a it's a matter of really, like I said, just reading the Bible, paying very close attention, making sure that the pastors and the and the teachers that you listen to, the people that you listen to, are are true believers. They they know what the truth is, and then you you grow from listening to those things and reading the Bible on your own, and then you have the ability to go give the gospel in its full. Um, and basically, it's it's fullness, and and go give it to everyone as we are called to do and commanded to do in Scripture. Um, and so, I, I think another thing, really quickly to touch on is um, that's so that's everywhere as well in our culture today is is altar calls, which there's a lot of debate on that whether altar calls are, are a good thing or not in, in churches. But I think that there's a lot of, of times where it's all about emotion, you know, playing you know music that really gets your heart going and stuff, and people you know come to the altar and they're crying and it's all because of a put up of emotion and then they're like you know well do you want to be saved <laughs> but the problem is is the emotion drives their thinking rather than their actual mind yeah. and and they end up you know and i, I mean I've, I've seen that so many times you know in videos and stuff and it's just like you really got to be careful about how you approach that because even if you are giving especially if you're giving a skewed view of, of the gospel itself then you've led them to think that they're saved when it's just really emotion. Yeah, and um, I used to serve in a uh, church band, a youth church band, and a lot of the things, the songs that we would play would always be, like you're saying, really like, um, it's kind of the same genre, but like emotion, emotional, like trying to drive emotion out of people. And, you know, it would always be exciting when your crowd would have people crying in it or things like that. And like you just said, it's not, that's not necessarily a great thing. Um, we shouldn't, as Christians, be allowing emotions to drive our thinking and decision-making um, because we need to be... That's not what the Bible talks about. It talks about thinking clearly. And so I think that's another um, important thing. I was glad you brought that up because that is one thing that I've seen um, in a lot of different places because the music is a powerful thing to use in church, and it's a good thing, um, but we need to be careful how we're using it, like you said. And also... Uh, just to kind of like wrap together with everything that we kind of said, uh, the whole message, like we, like I said before, it's kind of the whole gospel message is about we sinned and then God came down to save us, have a relationship with us, and make those things right. So, and then kind of out of that, we have different ways of sharing that message to others. And so, with this episode, what we're hoping to kind of do is kind of 
shine some light on different things that we've seen as potentially problematic and things that we believe could be problematic. But again, like do your own research and be able to find these things out for yourself, have discussions with different people so you can formulate opinions on these things as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, season and I hope you guys did as well. Yes, um, same for me. I, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this season and everything we discussed. It was interesting and enjoyable for, for all three of us to be able to discuss it. And um, yeah, I think that um, the gospel, it's such a you know important aspect of Christianity and it's you know very important to understand it from a biblical standpoint, not just how you feel or how what you think, but it's, it's you know, very clear in Scripture what it is. And so it's our duty as believers to present it, present it clearly. And so, um, yeah, if you haven't listened to the uh, previous podcast on this season, definitely do so, um, because those were, I think, very informative, not only for just those, our listeners, but for ourselves as well. So, um, yeah, so I'll just wrap us up here um, in prayer. So once again, just want to thank you all for listening. Uh, so let's pray. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you thanking you for this day. Thank you for everything you've done for us, Lord, and given us. Um, I pray that you would continue to bless all of us and um, bless our listeners. Lord, I pray that you would protect all of us, keep us safe. And I pray that you would use us, Lord, um, as believers to do your will. And those who are not believers, Lord, I, I pray, Lord, that you would save them, um, help them to see their sin, and open their eyes to to uh, the rebellion against or, uh, rebellion, Lord they're living in life of sin and i pray that you would open their eyes lord and, and save them and uh i pray that you would use us three as we do this podcast as a light in the darkness um i pray that you would uh, use us to do your will and i pray that you would um just once again keep us all safe and i ask all these things in jesus name amen